to Thoughts, Conversations and To-Do Lists with me, your host, Fiona Ross. And as you know, I always go on about how excited I am about my guests, but I think you're about to hear a whole different level of excitement because we're going to go back into my default position of my theatre world. Uh, and I can see this happening. We'll see how it goes, but I'm, I'm genuinely excited for this guest who is the incredible Colin Waterson. Colin, welcome. Oh, hello. Oh, my goodness. I'm really excited as well. <laughs> hello, hello, I don't hello. know how it's been too long. And this is part of the problem, I think, sometimes. I know. Is that we haven't spoken for ages, so goodness knows where well, this conversation is going to go. I know, I know. Where has the time gone to? <laughs> haven't I have the things I want to? That reminds me of that, isn't it? That... Just like, where does that time go? Where's it gone? Want it, it back? I don't, and, we, and I always say this, I'm like, oh, you know, time goes so quickly. But no, no, like it, it really does. Because it really, I think really the last does. time we, pro- what was it like? It's got to be, what, three, four years? It's like three or four happen? years ago, yeah, because I've been back in Scotland for five years, over five years. I mean, we did see each other in between. So, yeah, I reckon I it's about three online. years. Well, I stalk you similarly. <laughs> I mean, are we allowed to do that? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we'll we're allowed. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I suddenly thought, in case anyone uh, listening, because quite often my audience is, I think, quite diverse, and a lot of a lot of yeah. jazz people listen to my podcast, and they don't know much yeah. about the, the other part of my life uh, and some of the fabulous people I know. So, for anyone listening who's thinking, well, who is this this Scotsman who who's is singing? He? Who is he? How do you describe yourself? to people well I would describe myself now as a composer and lyricist of theatre music although um, I have done electronic music as a solo artist as a recording artist I had a cabaret show many years ago as well but my start was in theatre that was me as a kid that was me as a teen you know the kind of classic <laughs> archetypal theatre kid um, and then I trained to be a dancer and trained in musical theatre performing arts all that still in the theatre as a dancer you know and then I kind of I feel like I've come back round to my beginnings and my kind of adult career. I feel like the recording artist was a fabulous diversion, but it was a diversion. And I feel really comfortable and very, very, very creative (laughs) in a way that I haven't felt for years doing uh, theatre music as a composer and lyricist. So that's me. I'm a composer and lyricist of theatre music living in the Scottish countryside. (laughs) I do like to go and chat to the alpacas. The owner of the alpaca farm runs away when she sees me coming up the country road because I go in and start singing and I don't know if they like it or not. They look to me as if they like it. So, but um, obviously you're not allowed to pet them and you're not allowed to feed them. But you can sing to them. But you can sing to them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm joking. Kind of. She's... <laughs> You know, she's nice, she's hot and cold, but she has got a business to run, so she probably doesn't need me coming in, ruining it all. <laughs> I have to say, we first met, and we won't say yeah. how many years ago, because I genuinely can't remember, um, at the British Academy of either. Music. And we realised yeah. that we had uh, a common theme, because, of course, we both know Adam Cooper. We do. Lovely and you Adam. you were in Adventures in Motion Picture, the Swan Lake. Yeah, 
And I think that's how we first connected when we first realized that kind of we both knew what that was about. And and we ended up, I think, doing arabesques in reception and <laughs> greeting ourselves <laughs> in did. some very shouldering our legs. Yeah. Very else. normal. I thought, I thought, no one else. I, no one else there thought that that no. was. Not. If only Adam had been on campus as well, then it would have oh, all made sense. <laughs> I know, gosh, that was, I know, that was the, well, Adventures in Motion Pictures was the original company of Matthew mm. Bournes. He's, his company is now called New Adventures. Mm. Um, but that was the original kind of incarnation of that company. And yes, that was the company that did the very first version of Swan Lake. And Adam mm. and I were in that for years. We did mm. so many versions of it, so many productions all over the world. Um, and I do, I do remember, you know, I was like really young. I was still a teenager when I got that job. Mm. And You're still young now. Well, well, of course, yeah, yeah. younger, if that's possible. I, was, that is, we, it's I know, possible. I know, it's a, a weird concept, but yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it was the first day or second day, and it was, you know, partner with someone to explore this choreography, this movement, the characters. And of course, I got partnered with Adam Cooper from the Royal <laughs> Ballet, and I'm just thinking, please, no, why, why me? Why why? But of course, as you can attest to, he's absolutely gorgeous and down to earth and charming. And you know, there was there was nothing about it that that was problematic apart from in my head. I'm just thinking, I'm so embarrassed. It's Adam Cooper, you know. But um, but yeah, we we as I say, we did that for years, and um, we even did it Broadway. I just wanted mm. to drop that in Broadway, yeah, that the Broadway, in, yeah. the Broadway production. That was the last one that we did together, although I think Adam definitely did it a few more times after that. But um, that was pretty much the pinnacle. I mean, in my mm. head anyway, that was the peak. It was just, it was the most amazing experience for mm. you. know, just uh, being at the Neil Simon Theatre and, mm. you know, the show won a Tony Award. And it was just, it was like, you don't you really drop in can't in imagine well. it. Broadway, <laughs> but I, mean, I, I didn't win this. <laughs> I know I kind of I made it sound as if I had won the show. You go for it. <laughs> well, in my head, I did. You know what Absolutely. I mean. But, but, but I think you you might find it was Matthew. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been him. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's um, that that was oh, that was just magic. That was magical. Mm. You know. Mm. Yeah. And uh, and what we mainly want, because we could talk genuinely, and I say this on all my podcasts, oh, but know. you know, uh, we genuinely there's so much to catch up on. But the focus uh, of today's conversation, uh, for thoughts conversations, and we will get onto your to do list at the end, um, is oh my god, I was so excited to see that you've written a musical. I know. I mean, I mean, I called a second chance so I really like I yeah. want to explore that so let, let take me from the beginning firstly what led you to after all the incredible things that you've done and achieved what what brought you to go do you know what I'm gonna do this right yeah um well I had always wanted to it was always in my plan um but I didn't know when and I didn't really know how and I had I have attempted to do it on a couple of occasions before, but they, they were both, you know, left alone um, for whatever reason. So 
when I when I, I moved back home, I moved back from many years in London, much longer living in London than I've ever lived in Scotland. But I moved back home, and I just had this sense that now was the time. And I can't explain it. The only thing that I can liken it to is the idea of a muse and that you follow your muse and that she, I, my muse is, a, is a, you know, definitely a she. And she said, she spoke and she said, okay, it's now, mm. what are you going to write, you know? Mm. And so that's the only way that I can describe it. It, was, it felt like a kind of a, almost like a spiritual type of metaphysical type of thing you know, that, mm. that happened and led me. So I thought, okay. So I had um, I had this idea about, I had all these vignettes of things that had occurred to myself and that of one of my best pals in the music industry over time. And I thought if there was a way of kind of making that into a plot, into a story, I reckon it should be musicalized. And I reckon that could be the thing that could be my first musical. Um, so I took it to my friend, uh, compadre and colleague Ben Hartley. Um, he's he was based in, he is based in New York. We were dancers together actually in Matthew Bourne. Ha ha. Oh, I didn't yes, realize that. Yes, okay. we were dancers. Yeah. Um, he's a fantastic. He was a f- fantastic dancer. He's a great choreographer, great writer. He's a, a film director. He, he's I mean he's educator. You know, a bit mm. like us. You know, a, a lot of different things going on. Mm. So I took the vignettes to him. I took the idea generally and I kind of pitched it to him. <laughs> I was like, look, I don't know, but, you know, do you think? And, you know, should we have a go? And da, da, da. so we had a go and we wrote, you know, he wrote a couple of pages. I wrote a couple of songs and we were kind of encouraged, I would say, is the best way to describe it, encouraged to do more. And then, so we decided, okay, let's do this. Um, with no real expectations, but then the lockdowns happened. Co- the dreaded COVID happened, uh, and then I didn't and I, realize. So this this started this before is, lockdown. Okay, it was the November of nine of nineteen. So just mm. like a couple of months before those first cases. Do you remember mm. all that? It was like we're not sure, and they weren't. And then the lockdown was like March or something like that. So we were just kind of like going along for a few months. And then COVID happened, then the lockdowns happened. And Ben and I found ourselves in this situation where we were both on self-employment furlough. We were both on other side, you know, the other side of the Atlantic from one another, he in New York, myself in Scotland. But we were able to write the musical and have all this time and actually have some money coming in from the government. And we were kind of joking. We were like, when is this ever going to happen again? You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Like this is yeah. unique. So we have to make really good use of the time. And that's exactly what we did. We were putting in, you know, 10 hour days. We we really, the bulk of the writing was done over those first two main lockdowns. Because I have to and say, obviously, yeah. there was there's a, a huge amount of negatives with COVID. But, but I, I mean, obviously, um, but that that time that people, some people were able to use to create yes. something, I mean, it's huge. The number of people who really did value that time Time and being kind of locked away, not being able to do anything else has actually been yeah. really valuable to, to a lot of people. Oh, so so many people I hear, they're like, actually, as hideous as it was and as awful as it was, particularly for, for those of us who lost people and, you know, um, you know, actually, there, there was also the silver lining. 
for a lot of people. Um, and uh, and uh, we were definitely two of those people. You know, we used it to our advantage. And we did two readings online, just with our mates, basically, you know, just to hear it as we were going along. And then we had this first draft and we did an online a, a workshop over Zoom. It's It was as ridiculous as it sounds. But yes, we did a Zoom workshop. I don't know if you saw, <laughs> there was this thing on BBC iPlayer, which with David Tennant and oh, Michael I loved Sheen. I um, forget what it was called. Yeah, what was uh, that called? I remember watching it. Do you know what I mean? And that was that was that yeah. was actors in lockdown trying to do things like readings and rehearsals on Zoom. Yeah. It was hilarious. I mean, it was it was great, and it was um, it was it was weird. Like I will, you know, just to preface, it was all really weird. But we had a digital stage manager, and all these like different rooms that you could go into over Zoom, and we 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 worked out how to um, actually even rehearse music with as little latency as possible. So we ha I had Chris Poon uh, for some of the days, musical director, and Shona Murray, another musical director. You know, so we were, it wasn't just the dialogue, but it was actually some of the music, you know, it gave me my first idea of whether or not I was onto something or I was barking up the wrong tree entirely, you know, to hear people other than myself do it because at one point I was doing all the parts all different accents and different vocal ranges I won't play you those demos very interesting <laughs> I, I bet it was wonderful though for the first time to hear yeah. other people um taking on those songs and kind of you know hearing and seeing your material that you've written back yeah. at you that must have been quite overwhelming in a beautiful way it was really overwhelming. It was overwhelming enough just for, you know, Ben's dialogue being the book writer. So those first two readings, it was so exciting and just so amazing to hear that dialogue being spoken by actual actors. Yeah. And then when it came to the music, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just I'm blown away. First of all, you're always just floored by people's talent, aren't you? You know, and their ability to pick up melodies so quickly and they're just they come and they're ready. And it's like, wow. You know, I think, you know, and it's in theatre and in jazz and in, in music generally, you know, it's just it's it always just amazes me. Um, and um, and so, yeah. And it also it gave me my first opportunity to change things, you know, because I was like, ah, okay, that actually doesn't work and I need to shift that and that needs to be a semitone lower and that needs to be this and that needs to be that. And it was just brilliant. So it was weird and it's not the same as being in person, but it did serve a purpose. And I imagine that some people might actually do readings, at least online to begin with, because it does give you a chance to hear it back and you don't have to go anywhere and you don't have to, nobody else has to go anywhere. So it's quite convenient, but it, it, would, it could never replace being in a room, obviously, no, you know, of course. but it yeah. was a good start. It was a good start. Um, and then very quickly at the end of the, of the third lockdown, now Scotland were a little bit slower to come out of all the restrictions. Okay. So fast forward to the end of the third lockdown in Scotland, we did an actual workshop, a two a two week workshop with our cast and did it at the citizens rehearsal rooms. Uh, with these two amazing women, uh, Margaret Ann and Jill, uh, who go by the name of Raw Material Arts. And they produce loads of shows in Scotland. They're lovely. And it was great. But we got cut 
cut shut down, cut down. She got shut down because of the COVID restrictions. So somebody got COVID on the Wednesday of the final week. Um, and so we didn't do the Thursday and the Friday and the Thursday and Friday were the days that we had booked all the people to come and see it and all the filming to happen. Oh no. Rookie error, if you're going to uh, film a workshop, film every second of every day, you, might, <laughs> you know, just in case there's a pandemic. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, but developmentally speaking, we got so much done and we found out so much more about the show. And again, you know, they say writing is rewriting and then rewriting again. So that's exactly what that served for us purpose-wise. It was like, we just rewrote another draft and a new a new idea and a new, it was, it was amazing. I bet it, it sounds incredible. So, and now, and I have to say, um, and we'll come on to it in a sec, what it, what it's uh, more about what it's about, but you've got this fantastic crowdfunder page, which again, we'll explore because we do want people to support as much as possible. But on there, there is, I think, at least two clips of you singing. Yes. Um, And, oh, because I think the first one I clicked, I mean, because obviously you're, amazing and, and and your voice and this song I think it was laundry something laundry oh yeah laundry blues that's it yeah and I listened to that um and <laughs> it, honestly it's so stunning but you're not planning to be in this or are you have I, have I misinterpreted no. something okay no no I know a lot that's most people say well what part are you playing yeah because I'm like oh my god this sounds amazing but then I'm like oh hang on uh, yeah. I don't think you are in it no I do you know again this is something that led to me wanting to start writing for theatre now as well is that the 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 late the last sort of part of me performing um I I got less and less interested in performing um yeah and it was a very strange feeling but it was one that I came to realize that it was kind of like I think it was helping to usher in this new phase of my creative output um, and I think, you know, I've done it since I was eight, you know, I'm like you started very, very early. I just always performed, you know, and I just questioned whether or not I wanted to do it, you know, wow. and I yeah. decided that I didn't want to do it for this musical. And now I don't think I want to do it at all. <gasps> now really? I know. So <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting because I have to say after lockdown I know we keep talking about lockdown quite a bit but there's you know quite a few musicians that I know um, yeah. and still know who after lockdown c- seriously considered giving it up giving up performing yeah um, and I yeah. have many conversations uh, and your instinct certainly my instinct is no oh my god you can't give up you know I know um, but then part of me you know when you listen to the justification is you know when someone says well my heart's just not in it anymore or yeah. well actually my heart is is moving in this direction um and i don't think we have enough right. honest conversation about that because it's and certainly the theatre as you say we're kind of like born to do this so you you born, literally do it yeah. till you die i mean that that's kind of uh-huh. <laughs> that's the thought yeah. process <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> but as you say as you kind of as your career develops and you experience more things it, of course it makes sense that you kind of find a love in a different area and that's that's a positive yeah. not a negative but it still feels a bit wrong to hear you say that you don't think you'll perform but like that hurts I know. to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's strange. It's strange because 
you know, even when I, you know, you retire from being a dancer and most of my lot, 33 to 38, that was kind of, you know, that was the agent, like, but but every, almost, you know, I moved on and I started, well, I was already performing, I was already, you know, going around clubs and I had my club act and all that kind of stuff, I was already, so it just never, ever stopped. But I, it was just that question of, do I really want to do this? I was being booked for things before lockdown, before I moved home. I was dreading going. Wow. I didn't, I was like, I'm, I don't, don't know. I don't really think I want to do that. You see, even then there was a, a kernel of an idea of a doubt. And I thought, oh, this is strange. You know, this is really weird. I'm just, I am a performer. Am I not? Oh, maybe I'm not. Or maybe, I, maybe I'm not right now. Or maybe, you know, who knows? But certainly I'm going to honour the question that's come up. Um, I definitely don't want to do it now anymore, uh, you know, for that anymore. Uh, and, you know, who knows? Maybe that will change, never say never. But it certainly felt like it was part of the decision behind moving me towards saying out loud, yeah, you know what, that was in the past and actually this is what I'm doing now. And it's taken a while for me even to believe what I'm saying and to feel comfortable saying, yeah. no, I don't want to perform now and no, I'm not doing the recording artist thing anymore. Yeah. And actually I'm focusing on this. Yeah. And I and I have to say for people listening, uh, do go and listen to Colin's uh, music. <laughs> uh, and you will, I hope, go and visit the crowdfunder page, which you say we will come back to. But um, yeah. his voice is stunning. So beautiful. And but I digress slightly. So tell us. <laughs> and I say, look, I'm You're making me blush. <laughs> no, but it's true. And as I say, that clip on that page, I was like, oh, yes, this is, I mean, beautiful. But the, the um, podcast and- audience can't see it, Fee, but look, my skin... <laughs> My oh. face has actually gone red. <laughs> oh, but honestly, it's you know, it's beautiful. Oh, God. Well. And, and of course, look, I've got the press release and I've been stalking you online, but for people listening, can you tell us a bit about what's the musical about? In a nutshell, it's about the journey towards self-acceptance. Really, that is a universal theme, I think. I think everyone really, there's a, there's there's something of a journey towards self-acceptance. Be- in your own skin, knowing who you are, discovering or rediscovering your confidence and what you're all about. So it's really about that. Um, And it's about, it's a life lived in the music industry, in the entertainment world. And it's the struggle with identity. It's the struggle with anxiety. It's it's the survival of abuse. Um, And it's the, it's the, it's the, uh, you know, the, the coming to at the end where you are able to overcome um, all that stuff and actually say, I do remember who I am. I do know who I am. I know who I was meant to be. And, you know, we wrap it up with a homecoming concert in Glasgow Green, our protagonist, you know, the is a pop star. So the protagonist does this homecoming concert uh, at the end of the show, but it's but it's seen through his prism. Um, it's seen through the, the prism of a trans man. So um, the main character, Chance, uh, happens to be a trans man. Um, and so although it's seen through the, the prism of uh, a trans person, it's, it's about 
I guess everyone's transitioning in some way to something, you know, in some way, shape or form. Um, and it's about what that means, you know, as, as a kind of universal theme. Um, and, you know, it was based on, as I said earlier, it was based on things that happened to me, things that happened to this friend of mine. Um, and it's kind of swapped about a little bit in the show. And, you know, Ben Hartley, the brilliant book writer, as I've mentioned, really did such, I, I mean, it's an amazing job that he's done taking my little bits and bobs and things that happened and turning it into this fantastic engrossing story, this overall arc. So it's kind of swapped and shifted and changed around, you know, but it is based on real life events. It is based on um, authentic tales that happened to the pair of us. Um, and so far, anyone who's listened to um, anyone who's been in the readings, the actors, our fabulous director, Bruce Guthrie, they've all said the same thing. And they were like, you can tell that it's real. Like you can tell that the stories are real. Um, and um, yeah, I think, I think, I, I think it's, I think it's something that is, um, I think it will surprise. I think it will find its audience. I think it will find a core audience, but I think at my hope, and I, I just have this feeling, this hunch that it could speak to like, more or less Everyone. anyone. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, if you're talking about identity and, and you yeah. said earlier about kind of, you know, the anxiety, finding yourself, acceptance, not being happy, being happy. I mean, that, 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 that yeah. you know, we all, I think, irrelevant of who we are, where we come from and yeah. what gender we are or, or anything. Yeah. We all at some point struggle with identity, you know, whether totally. that's as a child or a teenager or as a kind of grown adult. I think that that's a theme that yeah. everybody absolutely can can participate in that journey in some way. It sounds incredible. I, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's been it's like it's it's. How would I describe it without sounding terribly, terribly lofty? Well, I'm not exaggerating. Loft away. Yeah, loft, a, loft away. Loft away. Why stop now? You've made a whole life out of it. You might as well continue. Well, the best way I could think of it, it's not an understatement to say that this just feels like the best thing that I've ever done. It's the best thing I've ever been involved in. It's the thing I get up in the morning and I'm just so excited to to have another conversation with whomsoever it is about the show, about the musical. I love the actors. I love the director. I love the process. I love how collaborative it is. Um, and I love that um, the, so this, the songwriting is so different as well, because if you think about it, I'm no longer writing for myself as a singer. I'm writing for characters specific to a plot in a particular point in a scene in order to heighten the drama or say what can't be said. You have to say that through song or dance. You know, that's the whole point, isn't it, of a musical? And so it's this, my songwriting has taken this really interesting turn because I'm no longer writing for myself. I'm writing for characters. Yeah. And it's just so freeing. I felt, I felt that it's just so freeing wow, because okay. it's so different. You know, in a way that when I first started writing songs for the Waterson Project and going out to clubs and performing them, again, I similarly, I just felt so free doing that instead of being a dancer. So I, I just feel like it's a new phase. Um, 
and and uh, you know I feel like it's here to stay, and I'm just having so much. I'm having so much fun doing it, you know, in a way that I haven't felt for ages. So oh, there you go. honestly, and as I say, just yeah, you know, when I stalk you online, just looking at pictures, and it, you know, you feel that excitement. Like I, oh. I, I, as an as an audience member on <laughs> online, having you know only just seen a few snippets. That excitement yeah. and that joy and that element of this being kind of a further stage in your career, you know, Do building you know what? On, on the kind of the, the immense kind of portfolio you've already got. It's it honestly, it feels like an exciting and beautiful thing. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you feel that because that's how it feels to me. It mm. feels like it's it's just it's further to. It's not instead of. It's just that this is what I'm doing now, but I'm really glad that it feels like that. And you can feel the energy online, you know, a like, a share, a comment uh, on the crowdfunding page. Um, just everyone that seems to come into our orbit has nothing but good things to say about it. You know what I mean? And, and there just seems to be this, this joy involved in the making of it. Oh yeah. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't ask for better than that. Could you? No, absolutely. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do, because I know you sent me two songs. Um, yes. And I don't, but I always like to break my own rules. Not that it's a rule, um, but of my podcast so far, I've not played any music in my podcast. Um, but what I thought I could do for this one, because I think it's really important um, that people hear this material. And also because we want them to help. We want that crowdfunder. We want people to go and help out yes. as much as possible. Because also, I mean, th don't get me started on the theatre industry and the theatre world and how important it is, but the lack of funding. Yeah. I mean, that would be a whole other podcast, but it's really Yeah, important. totally. <laughs> it's, we need yeah, a symposium really, for that. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other, um, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, I shall stop myself there. Otherwise I will start ranting, but it is really important to support yeah. uh, theatre. So we want people to uh, crowdfund. So what I'm going to do after, you know, after this podcast and I have my little tiny bit of theme music at the end, I'm then going to put these two songs um, that you sent me. So, you know, for people listening, even though you hear my end music, hang on. It's only a tiny, it's like five seconds, I think. Then I will put on uh, these two songs. So can you tell us a little bit about, because you emailed and you said, I don't know if you include music, but here's two that I'd <laughs> like to talk about. So please, those two yeah. songs you sent me, t tell me why you chose those two, those two songs. Um, I chose those two songs because I think they're pivotal. They're almost like bookends. Um, Treading Water is the almost like a finale. It's the 11 o'clock number to use a theatre, um, you know, talk. Um, and it's it's sung by the, the therapist. Now, throughout the show, the therapist has scenes with chance with their protagonist. They're kind of anchors for the story. Um, and the last scene with the therapist, between the therapist and Chance, is Trading Water, and it turns into an ensemble number, and it's a beautiful moment. Just everything becomes elucidated, everything becomes clear, everything is forgiven, the past is gone, the trauma is healed, you know, <laughs> as much as trauma can ever be healed and as much as anything can ever be forgiven, but you know what I'm saying. And it's just this moment of release, um, 
and and it's such and it's a, it's just a lovely lovely moment and um it's sung beautifully and brilliantly by Victoria Wilson James oh it's a, honestly um, I listened I mean, and I was like yeah. oh yes absolutely I mean that voice mm. she's so she's just brilliant you know we met in clubbing would you believe it you know <gasps> you didn't go clubbing. I know we I used to go at night clubbing <laughs> no, I, you I, did I did I used I'm to shocked. I'm shocked I used to quite enjoy <laughs> a nightclub <laughs> Um, and so, and so did she, and uh, and we. So we met. We were kind of acquaintances, mm. and then we booked this job where they were putting together um, a band, a new band. Band didn't work out, but Victoria and I became really good friends and stayed really good friends. And um, and you know we've worked together loads in the recording industry, so I know her voice really, really well because I've worked with her a lot. And when it came to casting the part of the therapist, I thought right away, Victoria would be ideal. So um, she was the only person who I worked with in the show whose voice I knew inside out already. So it was really, it was, a, it was so easy and such a joy to write for her because I knew it, you know. But um, but she just sounds great. She's a great actor too. She looks amazing. And she's just, she's such a giggle. So she sings it brilliant. She really brings that moment home. Um, and it's just this beautiful, beautiful moment in the show before that concert that I alluded to earlier. It's kind of like just, just that breathe moment at the towards the end of the show. Um, and then this feeling is the other song. And that's important um, and be, because it's it's kind of the it's kind of the catalyst song for Ch- for young chance. You know, he's he's just dying to get away from you know small town mentality as he sees it at that moment in time. He is desperate to spread his wings and to go to London and to become this pop star and he thinks it might happen. And, you know, so it's kind of like a shedding of skin. It's kind of like this feeling that all is not what it seems within him and that there might be something in in, in many ways, you know, it's got that meaning. And he's just kind of wandering aimlessly through town. And he talks of uh, bigots lurking behind every corner and having um, uh, being a bit awkward in frame and being a target for abuse. Um, and you know, it's just it's a it's it's quite a heartbreaking moment. Yeah. But it's also that you can sense that something wonderful could happen, and that that they're sensing that something is ahead of them. That's better than what they have right now and again sung amazingly by uh, a young singer uh, called Alicia Alicia Connor Corrales Corrales I should say um and you know just again like I'm surrounded by these amazing vocalists uh, this this you know for the the workshops just amazing to hear your song sung like mm. that by these oh. other voices and yeah you know and just you know it's just great so, so that's why I chose those two particular songs I think they kind of pretty much sum up the show um and so you know in selecting two songs one's at the more towards the beginning of the show that's this feeling and then as I say trading water is more towards the end I'm doing it it's bookends you know <laughs> Yeah, theatrical, theatrical bookends, um, theatrical and I, bookends. I, I just, I hope, I hope people, um, you know, I hope people oh, love them. Oh, honestly, they're beautiful <laughs> songs. But you know, what? I think what those two songs in particular demonstrate 
sorry, a frog in my throat, mm. um, is the beauty of theatre where yeah. it, yeah, the depth of emotion, <clears> and this is what I'm getting from from what you're what we're talking about now, and also you're, you're following you, is that the beauty of the length of a whole production, of the kind of those emotions that you get kind of almost dragged into the the depths of pain, yeah. hurt, suffering, anxiety, all those different things. But a hundred percent, it also takes you on that journey where it uplifts you uh, and motivates yeah. you and inspires you. So that whole range and depth of emotions um, yeah. is something that only arguably theater can do. Well, I think that is true. Um, I, I love what um, Oscar Hammerstein said mm. about writing for theatre and how it's different from anything else. And he said that it's basically you're writing a one-act play in every song, you know, in, in, in a way. And I think that's a good way to look at it. You know, it does, it needs that, a beginning, a middle and an end. You need to either enhance the scene that's taken place or sometimes it even replaces the scene. Sometimes, of course, there's no dialogue at all in musicals. A sung through musical would just be music. So it does that all the time. But our show is a book musical. So it's it's about bringing, the, it's about integrating the dialogue into the song and the song, you know, into the dialogue. And there's a dance element with it as well. Uh, ben Hartley being both the book writer and the choreographer. Very lucky, actually, because if you think about it, it's the same, you know, it's in the same area of storytelling. And so that's a really, really exciting combination of oh, the two forms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah. So the writing of theater, you're right. It's like, sometimes you just can't say what you need to say and therefore you have to sing or dance it. Yes. And yeah. you can only really do that in theater. And that's what makes it so unique. Um, and that's what makes it so special when it when if you can pull it off and you know hoping that we will um then that's what you achieve yeah and it's oh, and it's wonderful like that isn't it <clears throat> it really is and I have to say without kind of wishing to drag myself in, in into this um after uh, covid well after covid <laughs> uh, which we seem to have mentioned more than I think uh, either of us you can't help it can you but it was the first time and I can't remember when but it was the first time that I went out um, yeah. And I, I booked loads of things, like it, it excitedly thinking we'd uh, kind of open up and I booked tickets for a few different things. And they all happened to kind of come in one week. So basically Monday to Friday, I had an event of some sort <laughs> yeah. every single night. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I say, I, I don't quite know how that happened. My, my stupidity and not looking my diary, but I was like <laughs> booking tickets. I'm like, oh, yes, let's go and see that. Uh, but it was a really in a really emotional and overwhelming week because um and I'm probably going to get this wrong it might but, but that Monday I went to the um English uh National Opera to see Cosi Fantuti Fabulous. Um, and it was up in the gods so yeah. I couldn't really see anything uh and I wasn't I don't normally uh, and this now I'm going to sound pretentious I don't I don't normally sit up there um but it was <laughs> yeah, it, it was cheap tickets and you know yeah. um but so that was one and it was kind of you know Mozart so you're talking I don't know uh when did he die 1791 yeah 1780s maybe it was written 
Uh, oh, I don't know why I'm stating dates there. Anyway, a long time ago. I, I like date. I like the stating of dates. <laughs> well, sure, it's a weird thing. And I remember, oh, look, I'm dragging me into this. When I did, when I was studying many years ago, music theory. Yeah, you had like to remember all those, those dates. Yeah, you were tested yeah. on remember, the year, year of birth of, like, composers. I mean, I don't quite... Yeah, and so, when they wrote their key titles and things like that. I, mean, like, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, so I have, you know, a lot of useless information in my brain. That me I too, you're talking away, to the right person. And I'd replace it. So, yeah, so Mozart, 1715, 6 to 1791, <laughs> who cares? Um, anyway, so I went to Cosi Fantuti, uh, <laughs> And um, so there was that, and I have to say, it, it appeared very dated. They they'd modernised it yeah. slightly, but the story it does not bode well for um, uh, today. And it's basically about two women who lied to these men to get them to marry them. Yeah. 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 Um, Hi. But anyway, so yeah, something like okay. So there was that, but it was yeah, and a beautiful music. I mean, not my favourite yeah. of, of Mozart's, but beautiful music. But there was that. And then the yeah. next day, I went to see To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, um, fabulous! End, which and I, I'm, I think I was, I was in tears for an awful lot of that. I mean, arguably the best. That's well, well it, really. Oh, you, oh, know who, honestly. you know who did the incidental music for that? Talking no, of useless no. information, that is Richard Rogers' grandson. No, really, Adam Ghetto. Yes. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? He did uh, A Light in the Piazza, one oh. of my favourite modern musicals. Wow, okay. Genius. Hi. Yeah. yeah. Um, but honestly, so, there you and go. It was, but, Facts, but figures. Whole, yeah. But it, <laughs> and it was amazing, but for all different reasons. And obviously, you know, yeah, Killer Bucky Mode, it's still, I, I think what upset me uh, a lot yeah. was it still relevant now. And they had updated some of the dialogue to make it relevant to kind of Trump. And again, I'm not going to go there because that yeah. would be a whole other conversation, but just kind of the yeah. power of these different emotions. So Cosi Van Tutti, Mozart, up in the gods, lighthearted, but kind of there was yeah. a message there that yeah. really should have been updated. Then you had Killer Mockingbird, and as I said, the production <laughs> was stunning. Um, yeah. And then the next I was at Ronnie Scott's, um, and I genuinely feel awful but I can't remember who it was but it was an amazing night female performer yeah. it was you know just a groove it was just kind of just yeah. sitting there listening to music wonderful. the feel and, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then on the Thursday I'd signed up for this um kind of three hour um sort of seminar but Q&A panel which was in Berlin and it was talking mm -hmm. about the German jazz scene and the German musical theatre scene um, and it was fascinating because they were talking about kind of, you know, the war actually and the impact that yeah. had on musical theatre, you know, what theatre was considered acceptable, what was banned and the same oh, yeah. with jazz. Um, yeah. And then I think on Friday, what topped it off? I'm not sure what topped it off, but basically those four anyway. <laughs> but well, at that's, the end that's of the enough. week, <laughs> I was a wreck. I was an emotional yeah, wreck. that's exactly. I really I, I'm finished. Oh. I was because I just literally, I think, I, you know, the theatre, the production, the shows, you know, these performances yeah. had really kind of covered everything. They really yeah. covered everything, but I connected with it. You know, I, I was, yeah, I was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got me. Yeah. Um, and it, but it did remind me of the power and the importance of yeah. that live production theatre, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is what I'm sensing I will feel once I've seen your musical theatre. Yeah, I hope so. Um, our director, Bruce, Bruce Guthrie, he is AD at the Mumbai National Theatre, mm. um, does a lot of 
really, really amazing productions. I did a Tom Stoppard play um, with Andre Previn's music not so long ago. Yeah, really, really good. Anyway, he his vision for it is a semi-immersive. I kind of don't like saying immersive because everyone says immersive nowadays. As my I know. mother would say, it's <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> but it is semi-immersive in the best possible way. His kind of idea is almost to stage it um, like a, a pop concert, rock concert, because the protagonist is a pop star and there's a lot of it takes place it's really about the music industry so I think it could you know just I think it's going to really involve people both in the space and emotionally and the fact that the stories although they are unique to me and my friend in real life as I've said before everyone will recognize themselves and these characters and these stories because there's elements at least of all the things that have happened to everyone I know in some way, shape, or form, even if it's just a small, in a small way, they've happened to like almost everyone I know. So I think it's going to be, I hope that it's going to be a mirror. And I hope yeah. that it's going to really pull people in on oh, all counts, you know? Honestly, yeah. I have absolutely, I'm, honestly, I'm so excited for you. Uh, and I know I could talk to you for ages, although I must, I, I did notice when when I was reading through your press leave uh, that uh, Alan Cumming is a supporter. And I can't remember what it said, um, but in your press release, is he supporting it some way? Or um, oh, I seem to I've... remember there's, because you've got a few names you threw in your press release of, of people that well... are supporting <laughs> I know. I mean, you know me. Never want to miss an opportunity. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they, they, their names are on the crowdfunded as well. So, like, see, you know, like when it when it says supporters. Yes. So people and some people leave comments, but mm. it, it's, it tells you everyone who's contributed, except for there's a, an alarming number of people who just say anonymous. I don't know who they are. Oh, I know, and I want to thank secret, them, and I don't. Yeah. Have, I know, I don't even have a clue who they are. So if you're out there, you're anonymous, and you've given some money. Thank you, but I don't know who you are. But uh, but Alan Alan coming, I do know Alan. I do know very well, and yes, well, Alan coming is the fellow Scott, absolutely, mm. and fabulous. And, He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And I went to see him and he did a show called Burn with, um, I think I think it was the National Theatre of Scotland last year. So I went to see his show and I saw him afterwards and everything. And I was like, oh, look, I'm doing this musical. And he's like, please let me know, you know, send demos, a link, whatever. Mm. So that's one sent him a link I did yes and uh, how lovely yeah he he is one of our gorgeous crowdfunding supporters he's one of the crowd yes it's really good and Stephen Meir who's a, an amazing choreographer in the West End my friend Kevin Mathurin who's on Emmerdale playing the the um fantastic priest character the the vicar um yeah so and you know people from school people from that I went to primary school with people whom I went to college with people who had I mean it's unbelievable friends family it's beautiful that's what I mean about the energy behind it I'm seeing these names contribute I mean it's brilliant to have Alan coming obviously because it's like hi everyone knows Alan yeah that's not to say no yeah the others aren't important but also (laughs) you go down the list and it's like oh my god I went to school with her you know like no it's a huge thing that's mad the power of community I mean I know it's things like this it really and I use the term overwhelming it's beautiful it's over and that's why we wanted to do it because we we've privately funded both readings and both uh workshops to date but we needed to raise money for this final development okay and the and the showings because we need to get it in front of an audience 
both the public and also industry, theatre owners, producers, investors, da 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 So we have to do these showings and we have to develop the show, obviously. That's the most important thing is to develop it. So we had to raise money and we thought, I wonder if, you know, if we did this as a crowdfunder, you re- hopefully raise the money that you need, but you also introduce the idea of community. You also get a core audience on your side and you introduce them to the songs and the story and you hopefully build from a community angle rather than just chasing after money. Um, so that's why we decided to do a crowdfunder campaign because it kind of covers quite all a bases. Bit already, haven't you? You've raised, We've raised quite, a, quite bit a bit. Yeah, but at thir- over, well over 30% of our total goal. Uh, We are trying to raise uh, 16 grand to do it justice. Uh, We've got five weeks to go. We've been doing it for just over three weeks. We've got five weeks to go. Yeah, I feel really, really hopeful. Um, There's loads of people have said they're gonna fund and they haven't funded yet. You know, there's also that. So like you, you, you trust that that is gonna happen. And we're just putting out the best possible energy we have loved doing this and everyone, you know, you can, I just want other people to love it really. Yeah. And they, um, honestly, but, I am yeah. convinced they will. Yeah. They I, really will. I hope so. They yeah, will. I, I really, really, I really. <laughs> so basically the best thing for people, and I will include the links, but the best thing is to yes, um, head over to the crowdfunder page, but also you're on Instagram, you're all over social media. I'm on Insta, I'm on Thread. you know for what that's worth I'm on threads Mm. I mean I don't know I don't know about threads I didn't I haven't been on Twitter I have never been on Twitter Um, and I really object to Elon Musk as a person so I can I you know I'm not alone (laughs) I just I can't bring myself to be on that but I am on Insta Insta um, and that's it. And Ben's on Insta. I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> if you want to network with me, anyone. Um, but I'm on I'm on Insta. I've got my own website, ColinRossWaterson.com. You can put that link in as well if you don't mind. But really, this is about crowdfunding. You know, we need the love. We need shares. We need likes. We need comments. But ultimately, let's face it, we do need cash. Yes. We do need money. Love in the form of money. Um, so that we can get this on its feet and get you all involved as well to feel that you are part of the crowd. You know, that's the whole concept behind crowdfunder. So that's what we're hoping to kind of capitalise on. Yeah, you know? well, honestly, to um, everybody listening, please, please, I will put all the links in, um, but please, I'm, I personally am uh, very passionate about not just Colin and this fabulous uh, uh, piece, but the theatre. Um, seeing new exciting productions um yeah the money is just not there and as I say that would be another rant yeah <laughs> another I know podcast, we'd, need but... a, we'd need about four hours to discuss yeah. it and also yeah. like nobody really knows what to do for the best and yeah uh, what you know you know it's just it gets slashed all the time it gets cut all the time but we are living in very precarious times indeed you yes. know and the thing is money is scarce yeah funding is scarce money is scarce for everyone it's so weird at the moment it's that we are living through very very uncertain times in all manner of ways 
And um, and actually, you know, I do know it's an ask. I know that I'm asking a lot of people to even give ten pounds. You know, there's not even a, there's not even an even about it. Actually, ten pounds is suddenly a lot of money. Yes. Um. And and it's it's just it's it is tough. But it's hard. But ask, even if I am. People, <laughs> yes. But also even, yeah. and I think quite often this happens when you kind of think, oh well, I don't have much money. But even a pound. Even a pound. Even five yeah. pounds. Because if enough people. Mm-hmm do that yeah. then that adds up quite quickly so you know totally totally and even for help. the people that share you know that literally have zero mm. um it's like share like yeah. us you know because yeah. it, it can have that knock-on effect online so huge as power you know. in sharing and, exactly. and i often whole, think this with social there really media. is there really it's is there's a huge power, power absolutely and and there's a huge power in theater like we've said you know there's there's nothing quite like a night at the theatre, live theatre. And, you know, when it's really good, it just transports you. It transforms people, you know. Um, and so that's what we're hoping to do. Well, I'm so excited and I shall be Thank there because it will open and it'll be fabulous. But before it will, happens, it shall. I do need to ask you one final question. Yes. Because this conversation obviously is called thoughts, <laughs> conversations, and to-do lists. Oh, the so to-do what, list. Yeah. So, so Colin, what is on your to-do list? My to-do list. Well, I've written another musical, a sung through musical called Two Susans. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I know. I know. That's. <laughs> I mean, you know. Glutton for punishment, one might say, but I have, I have, I have done that as well. It's a bit, bit. Well, it starts. A bit, it's a bit more. I would say it's a bit more in the kind of classical crossover realm. It's. I, I've gone in a slightly deeper direction in terms of harmonic structures and just. Yeah, it's. It, it starts almost atonal. You know, there's a little bit of the the tonic is shifting the tonic she's on a journey (laughs) to begin with yeah and then it kind of peters and then it comes quite lively at the end and quite straightforward but um but and uplifting actually but it's the 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 tale of two sisters who don't know their sisters and Um. they only find out when their mother dies and leaves them letters (gasps) and then they i know (laughs) and it's just it's about siblings coming together, falling out, all the emotions contained therein. And then I've started work on a little, like one person or small, very small scale, one act kind of thing. Like we're calling it gig theatre in Scotland. Um, so it's presented like a gig, but it is a musical, okay. i.e. there is a story. Um, and this story is about this young kid um, a teenager who basically discovers a, a portal to a metaphysical reality through their video game, through their, you know, their their console, basically. And they, they're able to talk to all their dearly departed loved ones. And you can ask these metaphysical beings anything you want to about anything in the world, anything that you've been through. It's basically about grief, really, in all its myriad forms. Um, and that's more poppy and more kind of like, you know, like, like, like a gig would be. Um, so I I started on that, but that's like, I'm two songs into that. So that's, that's my to-do list. So that's your long-term to-do list, but tell me, because it's, uh, I don't know what time it is now, but what, what's on your to-do list for today? Is it singing to alpacas? I hope it is. (laughs) 
Yes. Well, I can't go a day without that. Exactly. <laughs> not, not a day goes by. Well, yeah, well, I've done my piano practice for today. Have you done yours? Uh, not yet. No, I do mine late at night. Oh, do you? Oh, you're, I do. you're a late night. You're I a Charlie do. Well, Parker Well, only because that's when I have style. time. Not yeah. by choice. Uh, although I wouldn't sing first thing in the morning, uh, generally by choice. But no. no, my piano I tend to do quite late at night. Ah, yeah. I mean, I don't mind with my headphones on. I do sometimes go back to it if I've got a problematic, you know, hand decision that for yeah. some reason isn't going. <laughs> it's like, why is my hand not doing yes. that? Anymore? What's happening? <laughs> so I might sometimes revisit that. But I've done my piano. I've got my lovely eldest niece coming over to watch lovely. Strictly. Ah. <laughs> and, yeah, dinner Strictly. And uh, we provide our own our own judging obviously of course, of course. you know yeah, yeah you know as well we're very nice we're very nice course, judges yeah. but we do but we do have our own point of view well um, and you'd also mainly, argue yeah. more qualified than the general public i can't i can't say another word about it i shall not comment <laughs> <laughs> i mainly go for feet feet legs and line feet that's yeah, yeah. i'm a big one for feet it's like yeah well, and no, I tell I thought, you, and I digress because yeah. we should stop. But t- what we talk yeah. about feet, what are your thoughts on ice skating? Um, well, as, I'm not sure really. I mean, it's concerned. Just, yeah, I know, I know. Well, you know there's, I mean? uh, yeah, I know, I do, I do, <laughs> do you know what I mean? uh, And I, I don't mean, watch because there's a reality TV for skating, isn't there? Like Strictly, what's it called? There is it probably is on I ice or something. Yeah, oh, I think it's dancing. called Dancing on oh, Ice. Oh, yeah, Dancing on Ice, yeah. yeah. Which I think yes, is like Strictly, yeah. but oh, ice yeah. skating. And, you know, yeah. for me, you see these beautiful lines, and I know people are listening and yeah. can't see what I'm doing, but um, you see these yeah. beautiful lines, and you're like, oh, lovely. That is a beautiful then, line. I can see what, what you're doing, and that is a beautiful well, I, line. You've still got it. <laughs> still got it. <laughs> but then there's the foot, because you've got this massive I know. boot. So it's not the, the person's <laughs> fault. I know, it just doesn't work. You could listen. Babe, you could be Sylvie Guillem herself in exactly. those ice skating books and still yeah. not complete the line. Yeah, <laughs> effectively. I, I with that just because I know. the line is not complete. Absolutely. Do you know what I love about Strictly? Mm. Uh, really, honestly, is I love the joy, the yeah. unbridled joy that non dancers experience yes. through dancing. Yeah, you could. It, it's like they're they've never been so happy. I don't yeah. think. It's a, bu- it's a you beautiful know, and thing. I, you, yeah, isn't it a beautiful? And you see them, and you're like, oh my god, you've never danced. I know some of them have danced a bit, but most of them, you know, and even the ones that have danced a bit, they haven't danced for like decades, you know. And to see how much joy just dancing brings people. Oh, I love that. I just love watching that. Yeah. And I, and I have to say, because I'm not a reality TV fan, again, well, me neither. Conversation, but something like Strictly is a really yeah. beautiful example of yeah. how something like that, a reality TV or the power of TV, can yeah, share can. the joy of dancing. It, it really, really can. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a family thing, you know. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that's, that, that's what I'm doing in the immediate, you know, couple of hours, cooking some dinner, niece coming over, strictly. Fantastic. I might have a Negroni. I might even have two Negronis. Oh, well, it is. Yeah, no, it is Saturday, isn't it? It I was going to say, it's Saturday night. For a minute, I was like, is it? What what day is it? Yeah, no, 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 it is. I like a martini before dinner, and then I like a Negroni after dinner. I don't always have both, and I don't always have any. 
either. <laughs> Monday through Wednesday, I don't have anything at all, but come oh. Thursday, the martini cabinet <laughs> is open for business. <laughs> Amazing. And why not? Why not, indeed. Um, exactly. Okay, so thank you so much. Thank and, you. And to everybody listening, don't forget, you're going to, once I sign off, you'll hear a tiny bit of my Thoughts Conversations yeah. music, but then I'm going to play these two songs. Um, well, thank Colin. you for making the exception for me for playing my music. That is very lovely of you, and I hope that people do enjoy that little, you know, tag on at the end oh it, it's more Thank than a you. tag on but i was imagining because we could talk for hours and i thought if i put it in I the know. middle it'll, it'll it'll end up being like a two-hour thing so i thought i know but then also they can <laughs> listen to our chat and then they can sit yeah. and be inspired and listen to these two songs oh thank you so, thank you so much for coming on it's been so thank honestly, you it's so been lovely. lovely to talk to you and it's been um, lovely to talk to you as well and, and i'll um, see you in february Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I will include yeah. all of your links. Uh, so Great, uh, to my listeners, Fiona. please do have a click on. Please do go to the crowdfunder page and uh, hang on and listen to these two songs. So, Colin, thank you so much. Thank you. journey with
without distance I can feel it. 